0: There's, there is something about people who, when you see them, they are exactly who they are. Like, you meet someone and they are 110% themselves. Yes. And there's bits where uh, this is Michael Cthulhu and he's getting his uh, head shaved to getting the mohawk for charity. And the hairdresser's doing stuff She he goes, do you comb your hair? And he goes, I pull the knots out once a week, uh, just with my hands. <laughs> and I'm looking at him going, he's not fucking joking. There's, no, no, way, not. Not there's sh- no way that the way he, like, styles himself is just pull the knots out once a week with his hands. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's um, for, welcome, hello, everybody. Yeah, Michael Cthulhu, he's um, an Irish welder who lives in Martha's Martha's Vineyard in Boston. And he's, um, uh, he does a lot of, like, he has his own YouTube channel, Michael Cthulhu. And he used to have a TV show, and he went back, he kind of left it after one season and went back to doing it all himself, because he was just... He, I think his exact words was like, after de- after a year of dealing with TV people, I'd had quite enough of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right, enough. Um, but he does like prop builds and he does like, um, like people will contact him and it's like, I want you to make whatever, something ridiculous, some ridiculous weapon from a, from a game, a film, a book, whatever. And then he gets ones, he gets professional ones, like companies will contact him and like, hey, we got this game yeah, coming yeah. out, can you do this for us and that type of thing. Um, and he yeah. is... I, I, we were just mentioning like I year many years ago i used to work in games workshop in dublin then he was a customer who would periodically come in and watching the videos now like 20 something years later he has not changed at all it's it <laughs> it's it's and it's great like it's he is it, it's a very weird thing but it's um it's somebody that you know you kind of like the people you get to know when you work in stores like that just the regulars like because part of the training is knowing what people collect what they're into so when they come in they haven't been in, in three months you know that there was two things that were released since the last time they're in and you're like oh hey man hey look actually did you know that this is coming? in and you're able to show them and that type of thing but you also just get chatting in general like there's some days where yeah. you know they're just in town they're knocking around for an hour they're waiting on someone they drop in they're chatting and um they're like there's a lot of characters as you can imagine um but like <laughs> it's uh, you know and it's it's great when like you see them years later and that there's no compromise they've never had to change no. fucking anything and they're succeeding in life in a great way and you're like oh, yeah i like that i appreciate yeah. that. yeah there's some that are yeah. negative characters and you're like please change but, but most of <laughs> them are like most of them like their quirks and their oddness is like that's fine it's like yeah they're
0: out of the air and that's cool so I- it's he's so amazingly like he's not you're saying no comrades, but he's so amazingly candid that he'll be making a giant sword or something and point out some ridiculous flaw with it that he's built into it now and can't go back on and i was like <laughs> presumably the person who uh-huh. like who commissioned this is going to see this man but he'll he'll happily be like this is my work like maybe i'll do it better next time but this is it or if there's a video game version of a sword he'll yeah. have three printouts of uh, what he thinks the sword should be. And he's like, obviously, you know, it changes from cutscene to thing. It changed in the remaster and he's just stared at them all and he just picks whichever one he likes. And it's not even (laughs) because it's difficult or hard. It's not because he talked to the person who's going to get it made. He's like, I like this one, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's
1: like, and like the, he looks like some sort of steampunk dwarven blacksmith
0: um, <laughs> yes very much he does. So. like
1: he has his he, he literally he has a he made he came up with this contraption that he wears around his mouth so he doesn't breathe any of the fumes or anything in and yes. it's a very odd looking thing and it basically looks like so, he's scuba diving when he's not yes but it's a
0: respirator that goes around his... behind him yeah tubing goes behind his head and then he's got filters back there so he's breathing in and out behind his head but he's got a little baby bottle in the front to collect his spit because he was finding that the tubes were getting clogged yeah and then he sprays the whole thing copper and it just looks so mad and then and it's like
1: he even did like a charity build where he made three of them and they were like he's like so i'm going to make the i don't think i've ever named this i'm going to make some of those things to hang around my neck and that's it like that's just <laughs> i'm not gonna do... but like he just he came up with it himself and it works and it works really yeah. well and it's like okay fine um
0: but he's, he's gonna not set like... a goggle he's got yeah, the mad scientist goggles and he was saying that like they are just like their welding shields obviously but like he'll buy normal welding shields and cut discs out of them because he likes the goggles <laughs> and I'm like that's great well done yeah it's um would recommend
1: um yeah and yeah, like if you go through, if you're a fan of gaming or films or like fancy books, comics, that type of thing, you'll see t- like in his videos, all, all the stuff he's working on nearly is a reference to some form of pop culture. Um, he even, like he'll, he's done, I think, the Soul Reaver from Legacy of Kane twice. He's done the Buster Sword twice. He's done like from he's Final Fantasy He's done Berserk. He's done
0: Bunch uh, of Warhammer
1: stuff. Um, the, some, the
0: Dark Souls ones are hilarious because yeah. they're, he'll make these beautiful fine things and you'll be he'll be holding them up and goes it's too small and you're, you're looking at him going no you just made the buster sword last that's what it feels like yeah. so he's building things where like he's got these two amazing looking swords and he's just hacking at the air with them going they just feel so light in my hands
1: yeah and it's it's like the the any of those other video series you've seen where guys are like making stuff and you know like there's one um man at arms reforged I think he did the original man-at-arms that might be no it might be something else but um but it's the the man-at-arms reforged and it's all like you know the whole like brown you know music when they're doing it and it's like everything's in slow-mo and it's like there's 17 (laughs) people doing it it's like there's one guy and all he does is the handles and like yeah they they have like you know they have like a jug of water and you see them like slow-mo cutting the jug of water with the weapon Whereas this lunatic does everything himself, and then just like walks off into the forest around his property, and there's a, like there's one of them in the video is basically just him at the end wearing this ridiculous mask with a giant six foot sword, just cutting a tree down, just hacking at it until completely silently until the tree drops, and then he just turns and stares at the camera and walks off. It's like, sure, why not, like.
0: But there's a bit, there's a bit in Parks and Rec where one of the characters, Jam, who's like this shithead scumbag, just walks up to people and is like, boom, 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 poison. And they're like, what song is that? He's like, you yeah, know, just general rock and roll. <laughs> like that's what Men at Arms sounds like. And then, uh, but again, they have one person who does everything. There's one person who just makes pommels, and then with Michael Cthulhu, all he does is well to add material or join material and grind to take away material, yeah. and t- with those three actions. <laughs> builds whatever the fuck he's gonna build and there's bits like he's i think a couple of times got stuff with moving mechanical parts like the gun blade from final fantasy and he'll send away
1: he's made flaming like, swords as much... he's made swords yes. for he's that are on fire and it's like sure why not
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i love his junk builds where he's just like i've got a i've got an amount of rebar and i want to make a sword and you're like cool i love it yeah sorry this will be he, on fire he, he used to make a series called big giant swords on discovery and I, do you know what? I've watched him for years and I never knew that until at one point he pulls out a piece of hard sheet metal and there's a lightning bolt cut in it and he just stared at it for a second and he goes, oh, I think that was from the TV show but I can use the rest of this. And I was like, TV show? He's like, never mentioned it. It's not some past glory he harkens back to. No, it's just... Or, <laughs> it's just like... For a while someone else did the camera work while he was doing the thing. <laughs> That's kind of it, like. He's like, I remember a time when we were making Big Giant Swords when there were other people here, but now there are less people. <laughs> 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 now it is just me and the swords.
1: Yeah, but no, I, I, I would definitely recommend people check it out. It's just, it's it, like, it's, there's there's no production on it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It is very mm. much, it feels like you're just standing there watching them. There's no background music. There's no... Like there's no yep. like proper like crossfading or anything. It's literally just hard cut, hard cut,
0: hard cut. Yep. And and like the And the the voiceover is him explaining it while he's doing it. Yeah. And it Occasionally and half the intercut, time he's just like, "Yeah, don't do this. This is a terrible idea."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
0: the, he does a thing called the poverty lathe, where he takes a drill <laughs> press down and puts it on its side, and he's just like looking at the camera, and being like, "Don't do this. Don't do what I'm about to do." Yeah. <laughs> and occasionally intercut with him with a bird in his beard because yeah. they were nursing it back to health, and it just lives in there for a while. Or him trying to shoo all the cats out of the, well, the workshop because if they're in there and wells, they could go blind because they couldn't look at the thing so he has to make sure the workshop is free of cats before he can do anything it's very entertaining stuff
1: yeah it's it's great um, background stuff to have at home while you're doing other things because some of the videos yes. are like an hour long hour hour and a half um but it goes through step by step and he is not a blacksmith he is a welder and he will not claim to be a blacksmith because he was not trained as a blacksmith <laughs> but other than that, like, and, he, and the weird thing is, is, like, he seems to know quite a lot about blacksmithing because when he's doing something, he's doing it as a welder. But he's like, if I was doing, if a blacksmith was doing this, they would do it a different way, and he'd explain how they do
0: it. And he's like, yeah. but I'm not one of them, so I do it this way, and it's like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. One of his early fun. videos one of his early videos he was like people complain that like the proper way to do this would be to blacksmith it and hammer out the iron and all this kind of stuff and he's like but I just weld it. they're like well those welds will fail and he's like okay so he just takes one of the, the junk swords he's built and starts whacking a car and he's like the car will fail long before this sword does <laughs> he's just beating it up and the car's destroyed and he's wrecked and the sword's still fine he's like okay I'm stopping now I'm I'm going to break no. this is this is what's happening having pride in his work you
1: know um <laughs> Welcome to Dystropia, um, by the way. We don't really have a theme this week. We're just kind of shooting the shit and catching up. Yep. There was uh, we've been out of action for a while because my PC exploded and I had to go get fixed, and then there was a whole drama with that. Um but we have our turn.
0: So I I, I assume it's like you be like <laughs> sitting in the house and no PC, and you're like, oh I've never been in this room before. You just open it, there's bookshelves and a leather chair and its fireplace, and you're like, huh i could just sit and exist in the world i was
1: i did a ton of painting and all i have is my uh, my surface pro which can't run pretty much any game really like it's mm. a surface pro if people don't know it's microsoft tablet slash laptop it's uh, the reason i own it is it's really good for photoshop and it's built specifically for it because it has a touchscreen yeah. and you can it comes with the pen and you can basically use it, uh, use it as an art tablet but it can't handle great games which is great because when you want to work on something and you don't want to be distracted by your Steam library, you're like, I'm going to use that. But when it's the yeah. only thing you have, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> so I, was, I basically was just doing a bunch of painting and I had that on beside me while I was painting. Um, I have another table in the, in the apartment here, which just has all my paint stuff on it. And I was painting and I was watching through Deep Space Nine again. And then like when I finally got my PC back after three and a half weeks and I sit down and I turn it on and I'm like, Back on the two big, like 24 inch screens, I'm like, so much space. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) because like a a surface is like a 13 or a 15 inch screen, it's tiny. and I'm like, oh, it's all so big now. It's Ooh. (laughs) and I'm marveling at the games I'm I'm (laughs) hoping. I
0: we've made this we made the joke before that like my partner Sinead is going back to college to do barrister stuff and she's turning into a white guy because you have to be a white guy to be a successful barrister. They're all, all barrister stuff is done on golf courses while talking about cognac and just this arsehole stuff and you get really combative in your speech because that's again how barrister stuff works but a couple of times she's been studying and she sits at my desk and just plugs her laptop into my second screen and she's just there going a second screen it's so big it's ridiculous i'm like you really are like i know she's like maybe i'll get a keyboard that's really loud oh, <laughs> <no>. like, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yes become a white guy there I'm, you go i mean I don't know what she's talking
1: about. <laughs> As I lift my mechanical keyboard. You in lift up
0: your mechanical or keyboard, the loudest one you can find. Hey man,
1: it's you know you gotta get that feedback <laughs> from your gaming. When you press a button there and you wanna know you pressed it. So
0: <laughs> tactile response. I'm telling you. Right.
1: The, um, yeah, I've
0: been watching I've been I was sick last week and went to the doctor and like did the whole thing of like, making sure it was okay. And they just told me I was stressed. They're like, you're actually fine. Like, you're, you're grinding your teeth and, str- like, you've got inflamed jaw and all this. But you're fine. Don't worry about it. And they're just like, they're coming out with a vaccine. It'll be fine. We'll get The pubs will open again. And I'm, like, sitting there going, I didn't come in saying I was stressed. I come in because I was, like, run down and stuff. And they were like, hey, you get to hang out with your friends again. I'm like, stop. And went did and they gave her the full COVID test, absolutely everything. I was like, I didn't get a COVID test. Fuck's sake. It's like, I'm I'm going to have to assume from your COVID test if I'm okay or not. Yeah. I I, I do
1: think it's like, did you tell them what you do for a living? Because I've had that reaction now a few times. Like when I was in the hospital last October and the doctor's like, so you're in a high stress environment, what do you do for a living? I was like, I make computer games. And he's like,
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) literally. Yeah, okay. There you go. I I was like, I'm a UI designer. Sorry, I pixel shepherd. I just make sure all the pixels (laughs) are in the prettiest place on the screen. And the doctor was like, nah, okay hey but that's the thing I you're, an air, if, if, you're if hardly that, an air traffic controller
1: i don't know but like i think i think so like the doctor who asked me was a gamer and yeah. like so when I said I make games, he was like, Oh right, okay. As if like uh, yeah, yeah, we, we make our own stress. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, but it's like it's not like real grown up stress. This is like, <laughs> you know, like it's stress in the weird way of like, you know, if I don't do my job right, like the eighteen thousand person company I work for makes less money and people's yeah. livelihoods are at stake. But like I'm
0: hardly like doing any sort of essential service. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I know. I was, chat- I was chatting to Ferg about that and I was like he he is that thing like it's not life and death Johnny like if if we don't show up tomorrow maybe the spaceship doesn't get as nice an interior like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but at the
1: same time you're the one sitting there going man I can't let people down this is just I know, know. Oh,
0: 100% it's it's and uh, trying to live it as well, like now that I'm a people manager, being like, yeah, you guys need to take holidays, do this, this, this. They're like, okay, you first. I was like, okay, then I'll just take a holiday. That'll be fine. <laughs> of course, I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. You dare me? You dare me? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just holding a gun to my own jaw. I can do this. Absolutely. Uh, so, our for me for the last since we've spoken last has been a lot of watching old classic movies of every genre we watched mash and blazing saddles and uh deliverance randomly (laughs) and austin powers one again all stuff that like one or the other of us haven't have seen it's like oh yeah people reference that so which one of those hadn't you seen uh i hadn't seen it turns out i had seen deliverance i was like i'm sure i've seen it parodied and then we watched it start to finish i was like i have seen this yeah i yes i I hadn't seen midnight cowboy which we watched months ago and I really loved I thought it was great I think Deliverance is up there with the likes of Aliens
1: and Citizen Kane in that there's like it's been parodied so much that you like whether you've watched it or not you haven't you you have seen it like the first time uh, my my old housemate Vin first time he saw Aliens was I was sick and I'm like lying on the couch and I'm like I'm going to put on Aliens and he's like I've never actually watched that I was like sit down and he was able to quote half the film before it happened just because it'd been parodied that
0: much he was just oh yeah yeah if if you were a man in your 30s who grew up watching the simpsons and someone stuck on citizen kane now you would find yourself just doing the lines as they come up and be like oh my god what's happening yeah
1: yeah i've been watching a ton a bunch so we got a disney fuss here in singapore 23rd i think it was or 26th of february so it just came out right um and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up on Wandavision. Oh, I'm gonna watch this and such." And I'm like, "Fucking proper quality X Files. Let's go!" Because the version I was trying to <laughs> watch through a few a few years back was like shitty 320p quality, and it was it wasn't
0: like oh, widescreen aspect or anything like this. But that's only on Disney Plus now. That's been on Prime for ages. Is that the one you're talking about the the shitty version? No, no, no. Like this is like I, I don't know if it was Prime
1: over here didn't have it because Prime is regional as well. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So the when yeah when we got Disney like plus and it was like okay and it's the proper widescreen full version you know like it's it's not like the crappy little like I said I was watching them on little three twenty squares and like some of the screens it was just like like there was stuff I noticed because I was watching it on the full this is the first time since their original run that I was watching stuff on the proper quality and yeah yeah there was one thing I actually an episode I watched today and I was like I never noticed it when I watched it like two or three years ago the episode unrequited it's about the vietnam veteran who can turn himself invisible when he's in someone's line of sight
0: there's
1: a point where he goes up to the memorial wall in washington and he sees his name and then there's one of his squad mates names below it and the widow of the squad mate is there and he turns to her and she's talking to him and he hands her his dog tags and he's like he's alive and she looks down at the dog tags and looks up at him and he's gone right and i'm like okay yeah that's that's very basic and then it cuts back to her and she's like where are you gone where have you gone and in the reflection of the polished marble you can see him walking away and i was i never that's saw great. that before and i was just like jesus christ i don't think i even noticed it the first time i watched it but i definitely yeah. couldn't notice it at like you know seven pixels, yeah, yeah, yeah. An, an inch or whatever i was watching it and i'm like um and that that you know that was that's a again that's like an attention to detail thing there was no way they had to do that scene that way they didn't yep. need him standing off screen to walk away at that moment unless they were specifically trying to capture but it was just like yeah okay um
0: but yeah it's, it's just yeah it's weird watching on the big screen as well where i i can see what age everyone is i remember watching as a kid and being like these are all adults who like know their shit and everything like that and watching that going god jillian anderson's so young in this She's and they referenced her 23 when she started yeah yeah and they reference her being like five years in the bureau or something like that and i was just going i'm gonna fucking work out your age something's weird here because they keep dressing her so much older than her character well like the first two seasons
1: she was wearing clothes that just didn't fit her Hmm. i don't know who the fuck was dressing her in the first two seasons (laughs) and and her character was like it was good and it it was very much she had a she had that take no shit attitude which you know and like she is kind of considered one of like the great feminist icons of television of the last like 20 30 years and i was like thinking Mm. yeah last 20 years i'm like no not the last 20 years at all because there's an episode in season one where they mention something that happens every 30 years and then they go the next time it's going to happen is 2023 and i'm like oh god this series is 28 years old i remember watching this (laughs) week on week when it came out oh no (laughs) <laughs> but, it's, but then, like, she had, to, she had to get abducted and then uh, disappeared for three weeks and crycheck came in. And then she came back and spent half an episode sitting in a boat. And then her character becomes really fucking good. Because yeah, yeah. she's actually wearing clothes to fit her. And she's, and she's actually, like... It turns from being the whole, like... The stoic, you know, take-no-shit partner, the, the sceptic, to being the person who, like... She basically is just babysitting... A 28 year old child yes <laughs> it's like constantly running a <laughs> danger with arms outstretched, going ah! and she's I'm like gonna, Fuck i'm sake. gonna punch an
0: alien he's like oh my god don't hurt yourself honey
1: it's like there's there's so much stuff in it like and, and it's just re-watching it there was so much stuff that popped back into my head like that just it's weird because i hadn't watched it properly properly in so long there's a lot of things you forget about what makes it so good it's like anything, there's films you haven't seen in twenty years, and when you saw them, you love them. And it's like but you can only remember two or three scenes. Yeah. Or you can remember the general gist of the story. And then when you
0: watch it again, you're gonna go,
1: Oh god, that's so well done. Like like the the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big part is Skinner. Skinner
0: is yeah. like The Skin Man. Oh uh,
1: <laughs> like he's so well done. He's so well played. And try as he wants, try as he might to hide it under that suit. He's so buff. Um, yeah. <laughs> like he is
0: jacked. So- like he goes, he's I, fucking you, like. I don't know what episode he shows up in first because I'm kind of watching him out of order. I'm jumping around season one, when he's two, and halfway three.
1: Through season one, he shows up, and he only shows up once he's referenced, and he's in a, me- a committee meeting, and then he takes over yeah. for the supervisory agent. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He he's basically the the guy who's talking to Scully in the opening scene where she goes into the bureau and she's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, like cigarette smoke commands there, and then. There's this uh this supervisor agent and he's basically the one who assigns her to the x files and he's the one who shows up periodically and then about halfway through he swapped out but he does show up later on it's just skinner so, takes over the,
0: the first episode i've seen with him in when i was jumping around was pusher and the it's guy really who can like a calm breeze yeah <laughs> The guy who can basically say anything and has the voice of God, you just believe it. I, they've got him on security just walking in with, pass. he's got a piece of cardboard <laughs> on his lapel, just a written pass on it. Yeah. The guys are waving him in. Yeah, yeah. But he goes up to Skinner at some point and says something and Skinner just stares him out. No, no, no. like, it's,
1: they're in the computer records room is your woman Molly who, yeah. who showed up in a few episodes and she's like, she was mugged and she has a black eye and uh, he walks in and he's like, you know, he's putting the moves on her but also getting her to pull up records and she's helping out. Yeah. And then like, Skinner walks by and sees the curtains are... And he's like, what the hell? And he goes in, he's like, who are you? And he's like, you don't want to talk to me? And he's like, I said, who are you? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, Skinner's That's... like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, it's, it's like
0: it's, there's a guy who's got what, one magic power. And I was like, is it never referenced why Skinner, why it did not affect Skinner? Does he have Fey ancestry and can't be charmed? No, it's actually
1: covered a few episodes later. There's basically a thing where he has a recurring nightmare about an old woman. And it turns out that he is that basically there's a succubus that's fallen for him in the classical wow. sense of like a sleep demon that has fallen for him and starts killing um anybody that he that like she deems as a she gets jealous of so like he's in a bar he's like it, there's a moment where he's meant to be like signing the cold open is him assigning his um divorce papers and he's like no yeah. they can wait an extra day damn it and he like he just he can't bring himself to do it and then he's in the bar and like this woman comes up to sit down beside him, and it's oh god, why is her name escaping me now? She it's it's the one who plays Captain Samantha Carter from Stargate. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, it's like I was like, if the, and they're about at the bar, I'm like, if this barman is Armin Shimmerman from Deep Space Nine, I mean <laughs> we the trifecta. Like this is, just, but uh, but and then like he ends up sleeping with her, and then he wakes up and her neck has been snapped, and there's all the but like she basically has been protecting him. Right. and uh all this type of thing like but he does but because he doesn't understand it and like he's having nightmares and stuff um so yeah there's like there's the but even then like when there's like a sex scene at the start and it's kind of you know it's all very dark and sheets are covering but then there's an episode later on where he like uh, Mulder knocks at his door in the middle of the night to it like bringing cry check. and like he comes down and he's just wearing his trousers and he's just like a bodybuilder <laughs> yeah like okay fair enough, skinner <laughs> Um,
0: I, think, I think everybody in the X Files gets an underwear scene at some point. Yes. Like there's, there's, uh, Scully is like, oh, I think I have some mark on my body and needs to like strip to underwear and right, just Mulder swimming in his tiniest speedos and the guy goes, Mulder, we need you, and then he like towels off and is like, did he actually have to be swimming there? Yeah, or just jogging randomly.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of that. Um,
0: but yeah, there's
1: just like uh, the other one as well, like the the fucking the alien bounty hunter. As a villain, as a thing. And I was just, I realized it's like, there's this ongoing thing where they keep trying to kill him and he refuses to kill them back. He just won't. And it's never under, because he's not under orders. He's like, he doesn't answer to any of the humans. He's an alien and he's there to like, on the behalf of the colonists. So he's like, no, 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 no. I'm working with you. I don't work for you. But at the same time, it's like, you know it's yeah he's a bounty hunter it, there's a professional thing of he's only there to kill aliens and the amount of like like he's played by brian thompson big huge like hulking guy and he has that very distinct like mouth shape there was literally like this is like yeah. he has this weird like bone structure or like muscle structure in his, in his mouth but it makes it looks quite distinct and he's incredibly large and intimidating but every time he speaks and it's very rare but when he is he's very articulate yes and it's very just matter of fact and you know and it's really like to him it's just like i am just doing my job and i think that just makes him such a good bad guy it's like he's not sinister he's not malevolent yeah. it's like i got shit to do and you're in my way and even yeah, yeah, then yeah. like he could just he could kill them in a heartbeat and he doesn't he's, he's like you're no threat to me i can just move on yeah, it's yeah. fine and it's I, I think that's like such a good thing it's like because there were so many of these monsters of the week that they would either avoid or outwit or defeat. Yeah. And when he came along, the fact that they literally couldn't do anything to him, and even <laughs> then, when he, even when he was killing the the guys he was after, like the it, he doesn't take any joy in it. He's just like it has to happen, and yeah. it's just what makes it such an effective bad guy, which I think is really well done. Like, um, but yeah, just little it is, bits it, like that.
0: Yeah. It is cool to have a Terminator-type character in amongst it all. I love the idea of them it being ineffectual. So many X-Files end with... And then the creature disappeared into the woods. You say
1: a Terminator character, and his first... uh, Brian Thompson's first film credit is he is one of the three guys, along with... um,
0: guy from Aliens. Yes, uh,
1: at the start of Terminator Uh, 1. That's the Terminator Beats Up. He is one of the three. Um, Uh, Who...
0: He's also it, uh, he's also the bad
1: guy in Cobra. The it, I Stallone haven't seen film. Cobra. Yeah, he's the bad guy. No, in I have it. <laughs> it, yeah, It's um, he's been in a bunch of things. He's also Shao Khan in the second Mortal Kombat film. But like, the, I I I do think like the, the like he was good at other things he's been in. He's also been in terrible shit like the second Mortal Kombat, yeah. Kombat film. Um, <laughs> but he like I just I I really liked how they got this big, huge, imposing guy, and half the time it's he's outsmarting them and it's like when he yeah. when he speaks he is incredibly articulate and well-spoken rather and like he's never like shouting and roaring and it's just it's very kind of it, it's a it's a it was a different approach because you know like particularly in the 90s tv was yeah, very yeah. much like if you had a bad guy they were like cartoonishly bad
0: <laughs> they were licking a blade and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> drinking
1: from the skulls of their enemies
0: and all that like so there, there was a bad guy in the last boy scout who's just one of the like the last boy scout is it a shane black movie yes I think. Uh, and it's everybody's fast talking cool guy that kind of thing but one of the bad guys just calls people by their full christian names and it's just such a nice little quirk to give a goon because usually the goons like just stand there and look tough but if they're calling a guy Chris, he goes, Christopher. And like, we'll just do the full name. And it's like, me and Willie over here is like, William, please come forward. And like, just all of the characters, he made sure to say their full Christian names. And you're like, I really, like, he's not in the, He's I think he's the guy with the bleach blonde hair or something. You're like, I really like him for some reason. Like, I'm sure he'll die a terrible death in eight seconds. But it's just something nice about that quirk. It's um, playing yeah, against it was, type a little bit. It was written by, it was written by Shane Black. Yeah. Um, speaking of the x-files uh i think i've been watching some random comedy stuff i really think the lost art of the cold open needs to come back because it's amazing for uh grabbing your attention go on it's it's only ever present in procedurals nowadays procedurals and comedy uh both fleabag and broad city used it really well to do basically a sketch that doesn't fit anywhere else in the episode oh brooklyn 99 does that yeah Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Yeah, but that's never related
1: to the story. But like the ones that are related to the story, it's always just, it's a procedural and that's about it that does it.
0: Yeah. They They did a really good one. I hadn't seen Broad City before, so we're watching through it. And there's a bit where the two girls are just doing the full scene from Cocktail. They're throwing drinks around. They're doing all this stuff. And then it's this like someone going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And like it pans out and they're just clearly waitresses at like a wine tasting thing. They're at like a little foldy table they're just doing cups of wine and the guy's like can i get my drink and they're like yeah absolutely and like throwing the little cups of wine around and like handing it out to him and just clearly living their cocktail fantasy in their own heads i was like that's great that's that doesn't fit anywhere else in the episode it could you could completely interchangeable do a little funny sketch at the start of your your comedy thing that's much better yeah
1: yeah i mean like it's i i I would I, i think part of the reason why we're not necessarily um
0: oh it's the it's the binge culture now Uh,
1: yeah to a degree but i think it's also just because like there's not a huge amount of great procedurals on at the moment partially because of this whole netflix thing or the streaming platform where they're not necessarily doing those types of show the the, the shows are moving to be more and more star driven and there's less of a what would you say there's less of a like like in the x-files and then you see it in the likes of fringe and stuff like that the amount of like guest actors in the, yeah, in yeah, the first yeah. like four seasons of the x-files like lucy Liu's in there bd wong there's fucking like the um the the amount of like well-known actors today film tv stage whatever like brad durf's in there all them and they're just constantly coming on and they're in for like five minutes and they're gone yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. there's an episode where like the guy has a possessed tattoo and it's voiced by Jodie Foster. But like, they're not, (laughs) but they're like, those are little, very small cameos because people like the show or they're not big enough yet. Like Ryan Reynolds dies in the opening scene of one of the episodes. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, it's, you had two actors who weren't great, weren't huge to begin with and then built up over time. You saw the same thing happen in Friends. Yeah. Six relatively unknown actors and then as the show grows you either to have people who would later go on to be really well known or people who became well known beforehand and were fans of it and then cameoed in and that doesn't I, necessarily I, happen now because it's like oh it's th- the star's focus is on this big huge name that we've pulled in from minute one
0: yeah so yeah i i always like that story about buffy that anthony stewart head was the celebrity when they all got together like he'd been in the the Nest Cafe ads or something like that so everyone was like real deferential to him like oh my god it's anthony stewart head and i'm like giles the the librarian like maybe fifth sixth on the pecking order of like the stars of the show yeah. by the end of it yeah um yeah uh yeah it, it is true the only time you see unknowns is if it is someone who wrote the show themselves and are like casting themselves like the always sunnies or broad cities or any of those ones where i think part of it like but yeah
1: like you said always sunny like danny devito
0: originally wanted a cameo in and then they just like they were like yeah bring him on board
1: yeah like uh, and uh, the uh, even stuff like um csi i don't Hmm. know if csi is still running i imagine it's not i know i have to
0: assume one of the offshoots is
1: still going maybe criminal minds isn't running anymore that ran for, like, 14, wow. 15 seasons. But, like, all these type of shows that were, like, they over the last few years, as part of both, like, streaming uh, on the rise and just the situation of the last, like, 12 months, it's mm. I think it's just, you know, it's less like, oh, I was in town and you know he's on set he's he's around for half a day let's get him in for a scene and it'll be funny he'd be in the background like, yeah yeah, yeah. you just can't do that and they don't have those shows where they're able to consistently change the setting a lot of the shows that are showing up it's a focused plot on six to eight characters and they're constantly reading. and if like there's very few throwaway characters
0: yeah so yeah you, you get it with the voice acting and you like your bojack horseman's of the world Bojack Horsemen and your your like whatever cartoons are going you do get the random ones where you're just sitting for a while going oh, I know that voice that's someone
1: yeah I think a part of that but, though is like
0: that's the type of thing that they they
1: don't need to be on set to record with the person they can record as yeah. they're available um,
0: I remember yeah, like they do a whole it was a Bojack arc where they have character actress Margot, Margot Robbie no what's her name Margot Martindale or something and I, they kept this joke going for so long that I was like, I have to look this up. And I like was looking her up going, oh, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Yes, she is that background of, they actually, yeah, all right. But it is actually her doing it. And she gets more and more sinister as the show goes on. I was like, what the fuck is happening?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, but again, like all her lines for the, the thing could have been recorded in a day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I like, I remember at one point, um, Cameron Diaz for her role in Shrek, was it a Shrek 2 or Shrek 3? became the per hour highest paid actor in Hollywood when she recorded all of her lines for the film in a single day and got paid 18 million dollars for it
0: Jesus which is that's con- you know contrast they should have paid so Brad Pitt was in uh, is in Deadpool 2 for eight frames yes and they get paid him a cup of coffee it's like they should have paid him 100 quid and then it would have been the highest paid per frame of any actor. yeah yeah i mean like but, but 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 that's the thing it's like there's
1: the that was probably because he was a fan or he knew someone and he was visiting the set or you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it was it, it, like whereas with the netflix things and because a lot of the streaming service stuff they, their stories you'll notice a lot of them are more based around like there's a big reveal at the end they don't want to spoil it they don't want there's a lot of kind of like secrecy involved in these things and that's also kind of spiked a bit with the prevalence of like the marvel style films where it's like Mm. like they were creating fake parts of trailers to throw people off never mind you know so that like i have a feeling that the we're not going to see a lot of that unless there's some sort of crime procedural comes back on the air and be it sci-fi or not and i think it's not going to happen while we're while well, covid is still going on because you need to be the case of like yeah there's like seven studio there's seven lots on the 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 paramount place that they're all going at once yeah and people are just That's walking it. between exactly. the buildings because otherwise isn't oh. gonna happen
0: e- even now when i'm watching like just random shows and they're like oh and later on we'll have this celebrity and i was like oh i really like like i'm watching graham norton or something it was like oh they're gonna have this celebrity later and i was like cool i really like that celebrity I, I can't wait for them to talk to them and then they like they've got bill bailey and i don't know fucking peter k in studio with him but then the other celebrity appears on screen and they just talk to him and i'm like nah not the same that's just a yeah. video call i'm in video calls all day every day i want to see people interact even if they're sitting two meters apart really because uh, i've
1: been getting, like I, I periodically will see like pictures or, or like films of like events or like in my facebook memories and there's like a crowd of people and i get this mild anxiety and i'm like no why are they all so close together that's just wrong it's i like that's that it's as super somebody weird who's like yeah. on the train in the morning like sometimes and there's like 40 50 other people in the same carriage as me but it's like it, it it it's weird because i i trust i trust singapore because of how they've handled it but when i see yeah. pictures of like ireland from like three years ago but there's a group of people I'm like no yeah.
0: no, no don't do that it's like, it it is super weird because, like, I am watching the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race has started, and they start with fourteen like contestants, and then whittle them down to the like the final four. But the way they've done it is, the the girls are all uh, completely sequestered; they're all given COVID tests constantly, and they split them into two groups of seven at the start, and basically start running two competitions till they get down to two sets of four. And then put those together into a set of eight and then keep whittling down from there so they're keeping them as apart as, but it means that the girls can interact and be doing their makeup next to each other and stuff but the the judges and especially the guest judges are like behind bulletproof glass yeah. nearly uh because they can't introduce anything into this little bubble that they've created and i assume that the camera crew as well it's not just that there's eight people and that's it whoever a, is there filming there's probably like and two, they do a, they do there's probably like a floor valve they yeah, do a lot of shots yeah they do a lot of shots from behind mirrors because it's people doing makeup into a mirror so i think they've just completely redone the workroom so that they can film from behind the glass so it's lots of lots more mirrored surfaces yeah which feels a bit more <laughs> a bit more skinner box or something this they've gotten into real uh social experiment territory with it this time around but yeah, it's something about, like, seeing them all interacting and like, ah, oh, yes, this is the format I like. And then seeing someone behind Bulletproof Glass because they're a guest judge and be like, oh, I've just remembered what era we're living through. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it's... it's odd. So it's, I mean, at least they're, they're, like, they did it in a responsible way. Having the two smaller groups, so... There was less risk of, you know, like they're not, it's, there's, there's enough people there for there to be the chemistry and they're, yeah, yeah. you know, without actually just like isolating everybody
0: because then it's really boring to watch. Um, yeah. So they, uh, like when I watch things like Graham Norton stuff, I, they're all sitting out on stage and they're all spaced out. Yeah. And I'm like, I know there's, a, I know there's a green room. Like I know you guys, I this is kind of for sure a little bit. I have to believe that like, it's not always as amazingly spaced out but again it's uh, we were talking about this really early in it that like there's there's also just no crowd there's no one sitting there like cheering and stuff yeah so it feels weird if, it, if something doesn't get a laugh it does just feel like it drops off dead uh and like bill bailey gets up and does a mandolin solo and you hear crowds cheering but there's no one in front of them and you're like so are they just piping that in that's very strange
1: <laughs> i've noticed on stuff like colbert and that that it, you can actually just hear his cameraman and they have like like they have an ambient mic but it's just for the like eight or ten crew that are in the studio with him and right, you, right so you hear people laugh when he's like cracks jokes and stuff like that <laughs> so it's it's not quite as jarring as just the dead silence it's I, it's it I must think be yeah. every every comedy presenters worst nightmare they're just they're cracking jokes and it's just
0: empty I, I wouldn't like, i would nearly do it in the family room with my family there just all on their phones just to hear them groan because at least that's something yeah. if you do a joke and they're like ah dad you're like yeah that'll, that'll do yeah. that's good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's it I've been, again playing lots of minecraft as well that's Got something on, some four-hour epic on YouTube in the background, watching a guy build a canoe and then just playing (laughs) Minecraft. (laughs) This is some real old man-in-the-sea shit at this point.
1: (laughs) It's weird. It's like, because I didn't have my computer in front of me, and it was probably a good thing, I didn't have my computer in front of me for a while, so I was just reading up on shit I wouldn't normally read because I'm not distracted by other stuff. Like, having my laptop and only being able to read, like, a couple of articles or that type of thing or watch a video... And what I ended up doing was um, I was just, like, trying to make myself aware of of stuff outside of COVID. COVID has become so yeah. dominant in all the news that I'm, like, I don't give a shit about that anymore. Like, it's there. It's prevalent. It's worrying. But at the same time, I need, I, like, what other shit is going on that is just yeah. getting drowned out by all this? And, yeah, like, the... I uh, don't know. The thing that has uh, the thing that's riled me up this week is been um the NFT thing. When it comes to art. Right. So I don't know if you've seen this, it, so it's basically what it is, is it's a thing
0: that's this the is this the beeple the beeple crap guy who's selling digital art? It's not just him. There's other people doing it. So
1: an NFT is a non I, I followed him up.
0: Go on. Yeah, go on no i I just have followed him on on instagram for years and from what i understand the story and you can correct me is that he's been doing this thing where he's been selling like he does a piece of art every day and every so often he sells them and he generally sells them for a dollar but it's nft it's non-transfundable non-fundable transaction fungible token token and the idea is that, although this is... Uh, David O'Reilly is a really good um, digital artist, or maybe just David O'Reilly, uh, does it as well and um, like just creates these little looping animations or stuff like that, with the idea is like, you own this. like It's a video. You can uh, literally just take the file and share it. Anyone can send this to someone on WhatsApp. But you own this little animation, and he would send you a little glass case with, a, I think, an iPad in it, with just the animation looping forever. You can put it on your wall, and it's yours. You own it. And... Um, so there's a few artists i know who do this and some of them have been resold like the people crap stuff where he sells them for a dollar they're reselling for hundreds of thousands and he's ecstatic because he's like you're just proving that this is a viable model you're proving that this is legit He goes, i'm not sad that i'm missing out on this money because i am not good at selling this shit (laughs) but people out there who are good at it are suddenly making a market exist which is great so he's into it and he he's uh yeah he seems to do all right he got a he does fashion shows and stuff where they just put his crazy insane like buzz lightyear riding naked on a pig uh while trump breastfeeds michael jackson 3d art and the background of fashion shows or on like they've put his stuff onto handbags and stuff and he's like i don't know why you think this is good but okay let's do it yeah yeah no fuck nfts yeah. go on so tell me tell me more about them they're built on the blockchain
1: They're built specifically on the Ethereum blockchain. The whole point for people who don't understand blockchain, blockchain is what you hear when, is what Bitcoin refers to. Bitcoin is one type of it. I'm not going to go into the huge amounts of how they're created, but the basic gist of it is that the value of the blockchain is dependent on how the blockchain works. Um, Essentially, every time a Bitcoin is made or a piece of a Bitcoin is made, it is because a computer has solved a puzzle. And these puzzles are constantly getting more and more complex. So the amount of electricity needed to solve these puzzles is constantly increasing. Yes, I've heard this. And yeah. that is what predicates their value. They are they only retain and gain value because they will be more expensive to make in the future. Um, so on February 19th, uh, a single artist produced two pieces of artwork. It was a single NFT edition, two pieces of artwork. And it created 103 metric tons of CO2. Jesus Christ. That is the equivalent to a single EU residence electricity consumption for 49 years or driving 529,000 kilometers in a car or boiling a full kettle 2 million times.
0: They, they, so this was explained to me years ago about blockchain. And I was like, the computer solving puzzles. And I was like, the puzzles must be useful. Like, they must be trying to find prime numbers for cryptography, or they must be trying to decode the human genome or something. They, they don't just have them solving puzzles for no reason. There must be some use behind it. It's, and it happens they can... Yeah, no, because on? they're solved online as part of this blockchain, it is a registry, essentially,
1: it's a living registry that is updated constantly. And the registry mm. keeps track of who owns each segment of it. So that's where you can prove membership, and that's what they're selling. A non-fungible yeah. token. So you can have a bitcoin, you can have a tenth of a bitcoin, you can have a hundredth of a bitcoin, and you will have the piece of the. You will have the code that that's that's your wallet, that tells you you own yeah. this much, and you can buy and sell it. A non-fungible token is a single item; it cannot be broken down. And an NFT is in, baked into a piece of art. Is this it's basically a code that is essentially a serial number for this piece of art that anybody could yeah. copy and reproduce as many times as they fucking want but it's like but i own the original that's all it is you're literally just buying the right yeah. to say i own that you don't physically own yeah. it
0: because these, <laughs> there these, seems like...
1: these contracts have never seen the inside of a courthouse they have never been reviewed yeah. by anyone involved in 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 that business that does not that does not exist and there's artists out there, that because it? I've stopped, I, if, if any artist, if I see a single artist or platform advertising NFTs, I immediately unfollow them now. Because they do do. That's not, so interesting. They do not, under yeah. any circumstances, deserve the support. And my own company is guilty of this. Ubisoft did a fucking NFT run a few months back. And I, was, I found it recently, I was like, well, this is just fucking stupid. There's one artist that I used to follow, and I used to love his work. His name is Boss Logic. He's done a ton of... Uh, posters for the likes of Marvel. Um, he did the Assassin's Creed steel case. All this type of thing. Mm. Really good artist, really good like digital Photoshop artist. And then he was ranting and raving about how he's doing this new NFT run. Okay, Now, the, the amount that it takes to create, the, you basically have to pay for the energy usage. That's what's driving the cost of these things. And the amount that he was using... So if... The run that he is doing, uh, that's going on at the moment, uh, uses the same amount of energy as that specific one that I quoted a minute ago. There, were it has, there was two specific ones that were created, two specific pieces yep. that were created that ended up using one hundred and three thousand kilograms of CO two, or one hundred and three one hundred and three point one metric tons. He's doing a run of two and a half thousand. So he will be creating a quarter of a million tons of CO2.
0: Jesus. That's a start Like that's uh, like pharmaceutical plant oil refinery levels of shit. Yeah, just so people can say
1: that they have a code that allows them to say, oh, I own that piece of art. It's like, cool. Have you got the physical version of it? No, it's digital. It's like, well, I have a copy of it on my machine. So how do I know that I'm not the owner? oh because i have a contract yeah. that says it does cool let's bring that contract to court because it won't hold up
0: it's it genuinely seems like that like they just need a central repository of people saying like i own this thing it's like cool there's there doesn't seem like there I, needs to be any point the blockchain it's an automated central registrar that tracks
1: the ownership of stuff
0: so it is. So when I, when I was watching the people craft stuff, and I was like, it's "Mad that he's selling this." It's not selling to. I didn't realize there was a blockchain element to it. It's not selling to art galleries and art appreciating things. No. It's selling to tech bros yeah. who are obsessed with blockchain yes. and just want the latest thing. Yes. that is on the blockchain. At A colossal.
1: No, 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 no. This is another thing I say. You can. It can cost less than this to produce them, because when you set up and when you're like, "I want to mint an NFT of my piece of art." And then there's fees that you have to pay. And you have to, like, just to register it so somebody can potentially buy it It costs you a certain amount. And then other people, like, if they pay and you have to pay for shipping, you have to pay to actually trigger the minting. And then it goes into a queue. And the queue could be months long before it's processed, unless you pay to speed it up. Hmm. And that's where this costs, because otherwise it's done passively. There's basically, like... People can get these things where they basically have a Bitcoin thing running on their phone because their phone's always on anyway. So this thing yeah, is yeah. sticking in the back going on. They're like, ah, oh, it's no extra power. It's like you have to charge your phone twice as often. It is extra power. Don't be stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, and some people out there are going to be listening to this and be like, what does this have to do? It's like, this is literally like guys who make posters for Marvel films, guys who make covers for games. Digital artists are working in all aspects of the media industry. And like, ultimately, that's what we cover because that's what we know about it. And yeah, the, you know this is they, like this has come up and it's like the more I read about it, the more it just fucking boils my blood because it, it is a it'll, 100% wasteful exercise.
0: Yeah, it can only scale up from what you're describing. Yeah. like when you when back in the day, they had like there was a there was a time when most of the computers in this one town in California were rendering a bit of toy story. like they had this whole render farm set up. They're like, if this one little bit of Silicon Valley, they had set up all these render forms, and the next time they do it, they optimize, they make it more efficient. They now have computers that with a tiny fraction of the energy can run can like render Toy Story One in real time. Yeah. Because they're constantly constantly, constantly improving the technology. More as well. more the as well. way you... computers get twice yeah. as fast or half as expensive every 18 months. Yeah. And it, the the idea that they've set it up to be like, well, no, this will only in order for this to continually increase in value it can only use more energy yes that's the way we'll that's the way we'll set it up yeah and that's not just Oof. it's like nfts are a prime example of
1: it where you can tangibly evaluate how much it's costing per piece of art in a terms of kilowatt hours and then uh, carbon emissions in kilograms because there, there is a direct conversion Based on the date in which it's minted, when the minting starts, when it finishes, and the cost of power during that window, you can actually see and like, yeah, this is exactly how much it cost. Whereas when you're people are creating fragments of a Bitcoin, it's a lot harder to gauge, because it's a kind yeah. of bedroom with six PCs, or it's a farm over in like Russia that has a warehouse with yeah. seven hundred rigs going, and each one has six cards in it. the The thing is, is though, it's like the entire thing, and like this is just this is amplifying it and drawing attention to it because you're able to visually see it. A lot of people have trouble um, reasoning what this is because a Bitcoin is, is fairly intangible. People are like, I, I yep. don't get what it is when it's like this piece of art that I am showing you that I am holding up to you and I have a copy of yep. it, but apparently I don't own this yep. and somebody else owns it because he has a serial <laughs> number and that serial number has done irreparable damage to the fucking environment.
0: It's, it's like somebody wanting to claim a meme it's like here's a meme that i made we're all going to be sharing it it's like this is an absolute standard It's like yeah but it's my meme i was like why what does it matter to you could what does it possibly fucking matter It's like no but i want you to know it's fine i was like we're not even going to be caring about it in two weeks time like it's 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 dead in two weeks what's wrong yeah
1: and it's like yeah like i said it's just so incredibly wasteful and it is i get it yeah. that like and there will be people listening who will also be on the whole like oh yeah but everything is cars are wasteful and it's like yeah but but like yeah cars are wasteful so use public transport there is an alternate people still have to yes. be able to get from point a to point b and that's even been proven to not be that necessary
0: in the whole lockdown that the most of the yeah. world's gone through oh and also, I like to believe that there's a cap on the amount of damage I can do. Like, if I'm driving my car, the worst thing I can drive the shit out of it and then burn it down, and I've still only created a metric ton of. See, like, like, how long would it take bad you? Bad fucking shit. How, how
1: long would it take you to drive the what was it? Five hundred
0: and twenty-nine thousand kilometers. <laughs> but like the idea, the idea that I, <laughs> I want to create a piece of art and there's a thousand places around the world where people have gotten all of the PlayStation 5s they can get their whole hands on and filled a warehouse full of them using the graphics cards to mine this stuff, where the the cooling system in that building is more powerful than any, like more powerful than my daily electricity output per minute or whatever it is just to do that. And I'm like, oh no, I've created a monster.
1: Yeah, I mean like, I just I just calculated it there. It would take 377 days driving nonstop at 60 kilometers an hour to produce that much.
0: <laughs> I mean, like... I don't know, I feel like I could grind that gear stick, try to get that down in a couple of days. Maybe, but, yeah. maybe.
1: But, like,
0: ultimately, it's this whole thing
1: of the other things. Like, the, I, I, I hate whataboutism in general. I just think it's a really yeah. stupid thing yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to focus on. And it's like, you know, oh, but what about this? Yeah, there's problems with that too. But this is the more yeah. immediate problem because right now this is burning energy at such a colossal rate that we need to... If you can get the entire fucking thing running on solar, make all the NFTs you want. At that yeah. point, they stop giving a shit. Make, make yeah. fucking billions of them. I want to be able to sit down too fast and have a bunch of them roll out of my pocket and fall down the back of the couch. That's <laughs> fine. As long as it's on like solar or fucking you know uh, thermal energy or whatever like you're coming up with ways that are sustainable and that aren't burning fossil fuels and pouring them into the sky i make computer games computer games run on electricity these could these the electricity from those computer games is also contributing but i don't think with the millions of players that have played my games they have come close to this yeah like it's just such and that was like me and fucking hundreds or thousands of other people making one game as opposed to (laughs) a company of maybe seven people pumping these things out and yeah
0: this this feels like when you're playing a game with an economy in it and you save the game and then you do something that breaks the economy but completely wipes out the planet and you're like oh that's an interesting approach and then you reload from that save because you're like obviously i can't do that i'm, tra- I'm trying <laughs> that's to... an insane way of doing it. i'm trying to think of it's like i like the whole, the whole thing of like it's like boiling
1: a full kettle two million times and then i just realized yeah. five hundred twenty nine thousand kilometers the moon is closer than that <laughs> The moon is like less than yeah. 400 kilometers away you could drive to the moon and get about a third of the way back on that much electricity on that much fossil fuels it's just it's something that's classy but now granted i i am raising awareness of this if people who are listening to this think it's something they're interested in and they want or they're involved in cryptocurrency and they think it's fine and they're and they might even be and this is something that's not going to mean anything to nobody who doesn't know about it, but it's like, you will be thinking, oh yeah, but once proof of stake comes in, like then it just, the, the, all that goes out the window. It's like proof of stake breaks the concept of how Bitcoin works and, uh, and blockchain in general. And it, it breaks the value of it. So that's not going to happen. And it's been a joke as long as yep. it's been around. This is an alternate way that they generate the thing because it's basically proof of, I can't remember what to call it now. It's like proof, proof of ownership. Without... No, 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 it's not proof of ownership. The, the whole idea of solving the puzzle has a thing that's called proof of something, but whatever it ends up being, um, oh, hang on, I find it here. Proof of work. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, it's proof of work, and then the other one is proof of stake. A proof of stake doesn't wildly accelerate its costs, but that or, or the resources. But that's why its cost will never retain value, and that's why yeah. the, these like been a running joke like all, all the nft stuff run the art ones run on ethereum which is one of the other blockchains other than bitcoin yeah and that's been around about six or seven years and it has been a running joke since ethereum launched that oh yeah ethereum 2.0 with proof of stake coming soon that is a meme on their forums. of people are like oh yeah no but that, once that comes out like then it won't be like it, it won't negatively impact the environment i'm like cool can we wait until that that happens before we start using it then it's such a clusterfuck and I'm just like people are listening and maybe they don't care maybe they've zoned out but I'm just saying this is like art on a very small scale I could paint two and a half thousand paintings they won't be anywhere near as good as your man boss logics ones but at this well maybe by the last one they will be because I'll have practiced quite a bit (laughs) but at the same time I will have gone through two and a half thousand canvases and a bunch of paints and that is nowhere yeah. near the impact. And you know what? I'll sign them, and you can physically fucking own them. I, <laughs> I won't even charge it. You. you can ju- like it's it's just such a colossal waste, and I just think it's something that people need to be aware. Of. Yeah, because, it's like I said. I it's a
0: lot. Of stuff I one hundred overtaken by COVID, and we're kind of missing this yeah, shit no, that's going on. Like I one hundred percent thought the NFT things were just trademark. Like this is just a you've tra- you've trademarked a design or a wallpaper or something like that and it means that somebody can say they own it and it's like legal standing say like it's an andy warhol thing he used to just produce art and be like there's no original like you can you can have one of these it's you you pay me the money and i print you or someone you can make your own you can if you like something i've made you've like literally wallpaper you put in the wall uh, he's like yeah absolutely just print it up, make it, pay me some money to say that it's mine and then it's yours. Like it's, he's got the trademark, mm-hmm. the copyright, the, whatever it is on them. That's what I thought all this was, is like somebody's found a way to basically say with memes, with little animations, little little GIFs, there's now some central repository where someone's like, by the way, let's just record it here as to who owns it. And then you can buy and sell to your heart's content. I did not realize there was any sort of blockchain bullshit going on with it. There's a webpage called CryptoArt. .wtf. And if you go onto it,
1: .wtf, wtf. you go onto it, and there's a, like a randomization button in the bottom left-hand corner. And it will pull up a random piece of art that has been NFT'd. Because like I said, these art pieces can't be copied. It's just, oh, I own the serial number, yep. it's like, I could give a fuck. These yep. NFTs, the, the, these artworks, it'll pull up the art piece, and it will tell you exactly how much it costs to make and when you see how fucking god-awful some of these things are
0: so i i'm going to approach this the different way it's not that someone's making art and other people have basically set up an auction house to spy and sell that art uh-huh. what they basically yeah. are doing is they've created a new kind of token a new kind of coin and artists are putting a wrapper on it like that it seems like people are trading the actual coins themselves and it's like, they're collecting fucking pogs. It's like, oh, this one has a picture of a cat on it. And this one has a picture of something else. It actually sounds like a lot of these lads won't fucking care what the art thing on the front is. It's that, oh, I want to I own one of these and then we'll yeah. trade them around the place and saying. try to get them. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm looking at this page right now and it has some
1: really shitty fucking, it's called Color Cube 9531 and it's shit. But I can right click on it and just select, select save image. That's all it takes. It's like it's it's literally like there is there is no proper ownership. I own this, I don't care. It's like, but this is there's a contract behind this. I was like, cool. Who signed off on the contract? I did and the you made yeah. it. It's like awesome. Has a lawyer looked at it? Is it is it's it a mining? defensible contract? Like yeah. you, you come to where I live and see if you can defend that contract. <laughs> it's so stupid, like. It is so fucking stupid.
0: And it is just massively wasteful. And I just think the, yeah. I, i'm on the same site as you and when you click to uh, to, to just randomize it they put a gif in between them yeah. <laughs> i'm just looking at the gifs going these are equally as valid yeah. as the stupid piece of art i'm now looking at yeah. and like i said i
1: am like my own company ubisoft is not innocent in this I'm, i only looked it up the other day and i was like holy shit they did one!" and they were doing they were selling them to try and raise money for charity and i'm like specifically for unicef and i thought it was kind of hilarious that it was like cool let's raise money for disadvantaged children by contributing to the main problem they're going to run into when they grow up
0: that seems like a good idea yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems like such a weird approach I, and i don't i don't mind the idea of something being an ethereal piece of art that you, there is no owner or something like that or like a perishable piece of art i don't mind the idea if somebody creates something and you're like well you can't ever own it like you it'll just it's you made it out of fucking fruit and then it's it's dead and it's like ah but is it like it's it lives on the mind i will have those conversations constantly my immediate problem with this is there's no way for this to become more efficient if you, if you literally carved art out of coal <laughs> it would it could it could never it could never become more wasteful it would be the amount of coal you used if i
1: carved these these pieces of art into coal and then beat five people to death with each lump of coal i would still be <laughs> doing i would probably be doing more positive gain for the apartment than like negative i wouldn't be able to
0: offset what this is doing like, yeah i th- this is the, the what about-ism of people saying ah yeah but if you've got a dog then that's the same as you, you might as well be driving a school bus every day up and down flights of stairs. It's like, yeah, but that presumably that will get better, not worse. Presumably there's people out there trying to figure out, well, if, we, if the dog food travels less distance and is made from these things and, I don't know, just uses less water in general, it will become cheaper ecologically to own a dog, but it just can't with the NFTs no. by the sounds of it. No, no, no. The,
1: the entirety of every blockchain, they retain their value by becoming more and more expensive to produce as time goes on so it's like i bought this one it's it's essentially like it's trying to because they can be created at any point it just takes an amount of effort and they're essentially trying to come around uh, trying to get replicate the idea of like baseball cards because it's like the longer you go on the more rare new ones are so the less that people can actually buy and and get available
0: yeah it's there was that enron documentary where the guys were basically turning off Electricity in California to cause rolling blackouts to make electricity seem scarcer than it was, and we're just like hitting switches on and off and laughing about it on phone calls.
1: And you're like,
0: "Oh, Link, and you're going to get angry at this one specifically. Where's the chat? Is it it an Enron one? Is it the one where he's saying, laughing about like, "Oh, grandma's gonna gonna be bumbling around the dark while we're while we're pushing up the price." There's a link
1: there in the chat.
0: And. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I could put this together in After
1: Effects in maybe 10 minutes. Or Photoshop, probably. But more than likely After Effects because I'm more familiar with making GIFs than After
0: Effects. Is it Twisted Finality? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen worse ones than this. Three and a half weeks of... uh, Hold on. There's there's ones that are still Image. And like... i get it i when we were in college i would just fuck around with uh uh like 3d and everything like that and half the time you create something cool that you weren't intending to create but like i'm gonna send you one back the the ones like this that like i don't know i wouldn't even show it to my other classmates i'd be like showing them around Be like oh there you go that's kind of fun for a second it's just (sighs) it's it's so infuriating and it, it's like it's like somebody went to deviant art and just started saying you know what guys if we if we put out a serial number to these it suddenly they're worth money and the guy's like oh of course yeah let's get into it it, it immediately feels like though it's not run by artists and if i, it's run by and if I,
1: and if I spray it toward gold yes it's a piece of gold but it's also a piece of shit like it's just i i like look i'm not a fan of modern art and i'm not a fan of a lot of art but that's fine Everyone has tastes. That's just the way it works. I am I am more and not a fan of destroying the planet.
0: I, I I'm the guy who will the the guys who shrink wrap their own shit and put it in a modern art gallery or tape a banana to a wall or what's the guy who did the uh he made a he signed a urinal and then it sold for a million oh, and then he made I mean, a solid gold cast. He's an absolute break. And that's another one where he just He just told people to make them and sign his name on it. He's like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, there's no, there does not have to be an original. He's like, you can, you can put it in your own gallery and sign my name on it. And if anyone asks, I'll say it's my, it's the original. Cause he's like, give a fuck. But he made solid gold casts of beer cans and put them in galleries without his name on it and they wouldn't sell. And he's like, that's solid gold. That's literally worth 50 grand. Like that amount of gold. If If you buy it for grand, you can melt it down. But because my name is not on it, it's not worth anything to you. He's like, all right yeah it's but uh, I, I I'll have those conversations because they begin and end with what's in that room and they don't affect anything outside the room If you say fuck it, I don't like it Good yeah. walk away give a fuck it's not yeah, gonna yeah, it's yeah. not gonna cause the fucking desert to spread over the next hundred years yeah I mean, God, imagine that's our apocalypse. We go into the future and it's like marauding bands, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll start it all started with that plague. It was like actually, it started with a little animating three D bobblehead guy, <laughs> and things just got worse from there. Yeah. When that, when like
1: it started because of something that happened while people were paying attention to the plague. Yep, so. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's not a cheerful thing, but it's just
0: no. Hey, we've knocked a bit of crack out of it i am that kind of smiley angry that you get in the pub just before stuff kicks off or you're <laughs> smiling so hard your cheeks hurt because you're like i'm gonna fucking deck something
1: yeah yeah I, what i would is, oh, if man. you were angry about this if this is something that you yourself out there listening have start seeing artists platforms whatever unfollow them and announce your unfollowing them and tag them I know it seems very vain. I know it seems very attention-seeking. But as someone who worked for years in community management, that is exactly the thing that these companies hate. You need to call them publicly on their bullshit. You need to kick up a fuss. You need to be like, no. And people go on about like, you know, oh, but they have half a million followers. I have triggered emergency meetings in companies by replying to like five or six of their tweets demanding that they respond to me and i've had people who i know who worked in those companies ringing me going why didn't you just call me and i'm like no nah, mate no they have to learn this the hard way this is how this happens
0: yeah yeah it's <laughs> never, my never favorite was you just it. calling but the... never interesting yeah there was the alarm in the Guinness factory that would go off this isn't the same thing but it would just go off every so often and you on Twitter was like turn off the alarm you cunts turn off your alarm you cunts turn off. I did that enough times that they were like oh my god like you could tweet on... it and the
1: alarm would just go off so that, that's the thing Guinness the actual Guinness brewery in Dublin follows me on Twitter The ex- no it's not even just the brewery it's the Guinness and like social media account kind of follows me on Twitter because I, com- I used to live facing the brewery in Dublin and there was one of their gates they get deliveries during the night and basically if you looked out my window there was like a bus stop a bit of pavement, three lanes of traffic, a bit of pavement, the River Liffey, and then the same bit of pavement, three lanes of traffic, and a bit of pavement, and then the fucking uh, the brewery. And the gate was there where they used to bring... Like, bring oh, in- oh, well... A well-made paper airplane would have made it all the way across. Oh, yeah, easily, yeah. yeah. Um, I could throw a can of Guinness and crack some prick in the skull. <laughs> but they get their deliveries at night time. The guys would come down the keys and the trucks would go in. But if the gate wasn't locked properly, after a short amount of time, an alarm would start going off. But the guys wouldn't hear it because they're already back inside the brewery. But I'd hear it because of the reflective properties of water and sound. They would literally be echoed across <laughs> and I would wake me up. And I'd get onto Twitter and I'd start roaring at Guinness on Twitter to the point where they started following me. So the next time I'd roar at them, they got a notification straight away and could t- ring the guys to turn off the thing. And <laughs> I, I was one guy with like 200 followers, but it didn't matter because I was shouting at them enough <laughs> that they did something about it. These these like these sites, they thrive. And like, and like, this is the thing these sites are and these people are pivoting towards this type of system because they're looking to find a way to make money and previously they could only do that by the amount of people they had following them and sharing their work and if you refuse to share their work you refuse to follow them and you encourage others to do the same while they're waiting on this other thing to take off for them they're going to very quickly backpedal on one of them so mm. it might seem stupid but it's yep. the only way it's going to work it's the only way that it's going to change I, I, yeah i mean I, you know
0: like what and it like it, it it's bad to do that to individual artists but it's absolutely necessary no no, no but no. the companies no, it's, not, the it's comp- not bad to do it to the artists it's bad
1: that the artists did not do Sorry, it's, I, and, yeah. and this is and and if they suffer now because they're doing this that is the you go you go in you look it up in the dictionary and it will literally say it will cite this as a reference of fuck around and find out you do something stupid, yeah. you don't research it properly, you don't check who you're working with or you, or whatever, and it backfires on you. You have no one to blame but yourself. That is just how
0: a business yeah, is meant to operate. This is like... Uh, it'll just take... It, it'll take one massive company deciding that they're going to step up and say it's just because of the fucking internet backlash, and you'll start to see lots of other smaller companies and individual artists follow suit and be like, oh, whoa, throwing our hands up. We didn't realize we're going to stop that now.
1: Yeah yeah i was I, cool. I, wanted to, I wanted to ask i was going to petition and work i was like company needs to come out and say that they're not going to work with people who do this and then i realized then i found the article that saying that we did it and i'm like all right well i guess we're not going to work with ourselves so <laughs> but like companies yeah. need to do it there needs to be like one of the studios one of the film studios is to turn around and be like we are not dealing with people who do this and then yeah. very quickly yeah, you'll I, see like people backpedaling it
0: yeah it's it's a real fucking weird one because again like, this doesn't exist for audio. This doesn't exist for music. People put their music up online. Oh, no, you can no. listen Kings of Leon's next album is going to be an NFT. Oh, you're fucking I completely kidding. forgot about it until you said audio.
1: Hooray! Yeah. Kings of Leon <laughs> <un-less laughs> or album I, I, I will part. say this now, right? And that like, you can fucking timestamp this. It is now the 7th of March. I will never, ever support in contracting or working with any individual who engages in this behavior on any project I work on in the future. Right now, I'm a senior games designer, I don't do that much. If I climb the ladder enough, I'll be in charge of products. I'll be the person who's yep. designing a game or running the entire game or whatever. Or I'll be the person who's running an entire section of a game. And every time somebody tries to get somebody on board, I'll be like, did they ever do NFTs?
0: And I they go, yes. I go, well then, fuck them. <laughs> because it's
1: it's not acceptable. It is not acceptable.
0: Yeah. It, it's such a fast and loose. It's it. Every single fucking tragedy that happens where it was completely avoidable, but the lads in it were making money at the time. It just always fucking starts like this. Yeah. And two lads go down, two lads go to prison, and half a million lads just move on to the next thing every single time. We do have a chance to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> it's, I mean,
1: like I said, you know. I'm embarrassed that my company's done it. So yeah. There's no, you know, there's no right. way around that. But I, while I am inside, That's I am it. going to try and drive them away from the behavior as much as possible. I am going to kick and scream and shout. And it, it, it should be something that people, you know, like, it's one thing when people go, oh, but like, you know, the workers, yeah, it's not like some. It's not like the Amazon thing. Oh, they pay their workers pittance. It's like, well, you know, they could just go and work somewhere else. Or, they, you know, the... They're driving small businesses out of uh small companies out of business. Like, well, we don't know that, or it's not something they're seeing. It's like, no, no, these people are accelerating global warming. There's no like it is literally a straight line. There's no six steps of like, oh, this increases this, which drives this up, which changes this, which does this, which is this, and that leads to more global warming. It's like, I literally have a single step. In the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, this is Kevin Bacon. We're not going anywhere in (laughs) between. This is this is kevin
0: bacon's brother michael
1: he's <laughs> <laughs> like they're shaking hands right now <laughs> so, anyway uh, i've ranted about this right yes.
0: no, you're good right, no i'm gonna we, we can wrap up there i i am excited to learn more about it i have a little bit of unfollowing to do on my instagram i'm not on any other social media so that's very handy for me um but yeah uh i think that's it for us we'll hopefully get back onto topic next week and do our master debater series again but that's the thing
1: nobody's prepared it uh, because we haven't put out the first one
0: because my computer crashed well I'll put then I'll probably put out two episodes in quick succession okay. <laughs> so, there might be two episodes appearing next week at the same yes. time because we're a little bit behind that's fine we'll, we'll figure that out uh, I think there's a Minecraft project in the works that's going to start showing up on people's YouTube Hopefully. feeds so we'll tell you more about that when it happens alright well stay safe in lockdown everyone take it easy <laughs> Go, go enjoy some physical art. Go throw some fucking ketchup against a wall and just enjoy the shapes it makes. Yeah,
1: I, I actually would encourage that now.
0: <laughs> it's worth more than what you'll see online. <laughs>